Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm so selfish. I'm so set on. I know I miss you more. Man, y'all better get y'all some friends like I got some sisterhood. Man, I got some down sisters. <laughs> Hi, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? What is this? Hey. Hey. Oh, that's Danisha. Oh, hey. I was like, who's that saying? Hey, mommy. Hey, Jamaica. Hey, Leah. How y'all doing? Hey, Jess Thompson. Good morning. How y'all doing? This morning. Got your coffee. Hope you got your conversation. Hope you got your ink pen. Hey, Melanie from Akron, Ohio. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation. We like that, Akron. Yeah. How y'all doing this morning? My cup says starter fluid. (laughs) I'm getting it in this morning, too. I was taking a big gulp. How y'all doing? Hey, hey. How y'all doing? Well, welcome. Welcome this morning. Welcome to Copy and Conversations with Lakeisha. We are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live, and we welcome you this morning. Hey, Lynn from South Carolina. See y'all coming in. We got Alexandria, Virginia on the scene. We are here in the place this morning, excited about the Word of God. I'm your host for the morning or hostess with the mostest, as I like to say, Lakeisha M. Johnson, better known as LMJ. So welcome to Coffee and Conversations this morning, the daily devotional where we rightly divide the word of God and just encourage each other and build each other up in our most holy faith so that we can walk out kingdom. It's kingdom, baby. That's what it's about. It's not about religion or what we thought spirituality was. It's kingdom, baby. And so we are walking out and living kingdom the way Christ wanted us to be. And we know today we started on a new process, right? We're talking about kingdom family. We're talking about how we're supposed to act as the men of God, the women of God. Those are the things that we're talking about today. So let's just tap into all things kingdom. Get your kingdom mindset on. Do me a favor. Go share the video right now. Put the video in someone's hand. Invite someone to YouTube. Invite someone to Instagram. And let's get the word of God manifesting on all over social media. What a way to use social media. Let's put the word of God all all over social media so we can live in the fullness of what God called us to do. Well, y'all ready to pray this morning? We just gonna open this devotional up in prayer and we're gonna get right into this word. We're gonna bite and devour the word today. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for 
Mm, a fresh anointing this morning. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for peace. We thank you for protection. Father God, we thank you for all we need. You said you would daily load us with benefits. So we thank you, Lord God, for daily loading us with benefits. We thank you, Father God, for your angels of protection. We thank you for your ministering angels going forth on our behalf. We thank you for the glory reigning in our life, for the fresh anointing that destroys yokes of bondage of sickness and disease. We thank you, Father God, right just from that right there, somebody got healing in their body. Healing is manifesting in their life, free from sickness, free from disease, free from worry, free from anxiety, free from depression, Father God, because you were already bruised for our iniquities. You were already chastised for our peace. And by your stripes, we are already healed. Lord God, I thank you for your overpowering presence in our life. We thank you for the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. We thank you for your precious people that are on this devotional today, Lord God. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. Lord God, let your love fall on the people today. Let them be consumed and overwhelmed by your presence. Jesus, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Now, Holy Ghost, go do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I love Lord. I love Lord. Okay, so we've been talking about... Um, We've been talking about executive order, and today we're going to talk about the king, right? We're going to talk about the king. That's what we're talking about today. But I need to finish up a few things um, with the wife before we get into the role of our king. We're going to talk about his role today because the scripture is clear on how this king should handle things, right? Which how he should handle this relationship. But I wanted to remind my ladies yesterday, as we started reading the word, I wanted to remind my ladies yesterday about the things that we said about plan and position, about getting in our role, about understanding who we are and what we've been called to be. And so I have a few scriptures for you that I'm going to post. These are your reference scriptures um, for wives, 1 Corinthians 11, 8 and 9, Proverbs 31 and 10, Titus 2 and 5. I just put those on the screen on Facebook, Philippians 2 and 3, Ephesians 5 and 21. So I'm going to read you a few of those as we press into this. Proverbs 21, 19, it's better to live in a desert land than with a contentious and vexing woman. So we are not supposed to be contentious and vexing women. We're not supposed to be argumentative. We're not supposed to be nagging. We're not supposed to be picking, right? Uh, Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness on is on her tongue. So even when you have an issue with your mate, even when you have a problem with your guy, you're supposed to have kindness on your tongue. You're supposed to use wisdom in talking to him. As a matter of fact, you really, before you get into a conversation where there's big issues, you really need to ask the Lord, give me wisdom on how to talk to my spouse about this specific situation. Because in all reality and truth, you'll find out, and I'm just bringing this to you from years of marriage, you'll find out really it's not a lot you got to say about your spouse. Really, all you got to do is position yourself and get in prayer and the Lord will begin to speak to them. We have very bad habits of nagging. We have very bad habits of nagging. And that's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to nag, or nag our spouse. 
Proverbs 14 and one says, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. And so as women, you really got to ask yourself, is there anywhere, in, is there any place in which I'm tearing down my house? Is there any place in which I'm tearing down my house with my own hands? Am I tearing down my house with my own hands? Is there anything that I'm doing that could be tearing down my house? Are there any words that are coming out of my mouth that could be tearing down my house? And we talked about submission and we talked about the negative context that we have about submission, but that's not really what submission is. And I told you yesterday, um, we need to understand that submission is um, biblical submission looks different. Um, biblical submission does not mean that the wife is any way inferior to or less than the husband. Biblical submission does not mean the wife becomes passive in the marriage and doesn't have anything to say. Um, biblical submission is not putting the husband in the place of Christ. Now I want to pause there for a second, right? Um, a lot of times some of us have wanted to be married so bad that we've put our husbands in position in the place of Christ. We've wanted to be, we're, we're letting them be Christ in our life. And you can usually tell there's just some uncomfortable boundaries that we operate in because we want the marriage so bad. So we've allowed the, the, the husband to take the position of Christ in our life. He is not your God. Even though he's supposed to treat you like Christ loves the church, he is not your God. We're going to be very clear in that. He is not your God. He is not to be made your God. He is not to be made an idol. And anytime we make anything an idol, then we put ourselves in a position, right? We put ourselves in a position for God to knock down that idol. So they are never to be our idol. That means um, if the husband tells you to do something and it's against the will of God, clearly against the will of God. If your husband tells you to do something and it's against the will of God, you can say no. You, you can say no. If it's totally against the will of God, something crazy that he asked to be brought into your marriage, you can say no. Um, biblical um, submission doesn't mean you're going to agree on everything. And I told you yesterday, we had a rule in our house that if at this was a rule we set precedent for in our house, that if we couldn't make a decision, like if we could make a decision, hey, Adrian, if we could not make a decision, then my husband got to put out the executive order and make the last decision. That was the decision. That was what we were comfortable with. And that's what worked with us. And so so that so that 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 means that that's what that was for us. Also, biblical submission does not mean that we get our personal spiritual strength from our husband. Not some of us have made our husbands everything and then we get frustrated. I'll never forget in my marriage, I was talking to my husband about something. I was just going on. I was just going on. I was just going on and on and on and on. And then the Lord quickened me to be quiet. And as soon as I got quiet, I looked at him and I said, I'm trying to make you like my girlfriend. And he was like, yes. <laughs> and I said, you're not my girlfriend. And he was like, no. And I was like, he said, you need to go find you some girlfriends because what you're trying to do is put me in that position and that place. And that's not my role. I don't think like that. I don't emotionalize like that. I don't have those conversations. You want me to operate in a zone that I'm not even built and designed to operate in. And that's why I said, we got to understand the position. You got to understand who he is. You got to understand how you respond. So we're not going to look for them to be, 
um, our personal, our spiritual strength. Because what happens is when we put them in that position and then they disappoint us, we feel like our marriage is ending and your marriage ain't ending. Your marriage is not ending because your house didn't, your spouse didn't respond the way you've got to ask yourself if I'm asking him to respond to something that he doesn't even have the capacity to respond to. Am I asking him to be more emotional than he is? We as women are communicators. We want to communicate everything and you need communication in the marriage, but they process differently than we do. And if we can never understand the difference between his emotions, our emotions, then we won't have false expectations of what we think that the, that the man is supposed to do. And a lot of times we have false expectations, especially for those of us who have never been raised in a household where we saw healthy communication with a man. So be clear, you as a woman get your strength from God. You, you don't get your strength from your husband. You get your strength from God. And sometimes we seat them in a position and then we want them to become everything to us. And God is like, no, I'm your everything. I'm your everything. In my singleness, I have learned God to be my everything. And I, and I think the reason that I've been single so long is because he wanted me to learn him to be his everything. He wanted me in a position where I was like, if we do this marriage thing or not, man, you still good, right? So he wanted me to be in the position where he was my everything. And that's what God wants us. Sometimes we so anxious, those of us that are not getting married about being married, we don't realize that God should be our absolute everything. And so we're looking for a husband to or a wife to meet the needs of God. And that's God's position only. That's God's position only. He said, "Thou shalt have no other God before me. When he wrote that, that wasn't for, that was a commandment. That was, that was, that was in old Testament, but that applies now. Thou shalt have no other God before me. God, God, God has to position and be first. God has to be, thank you for being honest about that, Tammy. God has to be first. And when we put them in position above God, and this goes for the husband as well. And it's, then something always occurs, knocks that person off that pedestal. And then we feel like crap and we feel like that person has failed us. But we also put too much responsibility on that person. Too much, way too much responsibility on this person. And that person is consumed and overwhelmed trying to live up to expectations that they can't even live up to. Trying to live up to expectations that they can't even, they don't even have the capacity. And we do that in a lot of relationships, putting wrong expectations on people where God um, biblical submission does not mean you don't influence your husband. You just got to learn how, baby. <laughs> you got to learn how I can do a whole class on that. Biblical submission doesn't mean you don't influence your husband. You just need to know how to influence him. You're not going to influence him by nagging him. You're not going to influence him by manipulating him. You're not going to influence him by begging him. So you got to learn how the position of influence. You got to learn how to position yourself and talk to him. There's a way that you talk to your husband that you as his wife can move him like no other. And if you ever learn his language and how to speak to him, baby, I promise you some stuff is going to work for you. That's a sister to sister moment. I don't want I don't want to reveal all our secrets to the man. But I'm telling you, there is a position. If you get into the position and you learn how to talk to him, I promise you there are some things. So it doesn't mean. It's not going to mean you're not going to influence him. You're not going to guide him. You're not going to help him and be informed to the um, for, informed to the position of Christ. But you're going to learn. And your most seated position is going to be prayer. Your most seated position going to be prayer. See, we talk, we talk more than we pray. 
We talk more than we pray. We talk more than we pray. We talk more than we pray. And the position has to be prayer. Like we should be prayer. We should be praying. We should be praying. Um, I want to give you the biblical background for submission. It says Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. It says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, too, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. Submit to one another out of out of the reverence for Christ. And I told you, if you've got a problem submitting to your spouse. That's either of you. Then the problem that you're having is with God and with Christ and with your relationship. You really got a problem with submitting to God. You really got a problem with submitting to God if you can't submit to your spouse. So we're submitting based on Christ's example. That's the kingdom. We're submitting based on Christ's example. We're submitting. But the, the world has gave us such a negative perception of what that, what that is. And I'm going to tell you, fellas, as we creep into what this looks like for the men's perspective, it's easier to submit to a man who loves us like Christ loves the church. I'm just being real. It's because a lot of times um, y'all not not saying that I want to put my opinion in here. A lot of times what I've seen is men will hit areas but be missing areas. And, and, and as long as they're doing what they thought was successful for the marriage, right? They're not, because I'm going to show you what it looks like for Christ to completely love the church and what that looks like for us. And then if we come to a man and say, we need this, but because you don't understand the need, you'll cast it out. And we got to be careful with that. So it's easier to submit to a man um, who loves Christ um, a woman shouldn't submit to an abusive man. It's going to be hard for you to submit to a man who mentally, emotionally, physically abuses you, neglects you, um, doesn't provide for you. It's going to be real hard for a woman to submit to a man who's like that. Because again, when I read the scripture about the role of the king, and it's probably going to take us two days for the king as well. As I, I, I talk about this role of the king, it's hard to, it's hard to submit to someone who's not operating in their role. And so if everyone plays their own part, right? If everyone plays their own part, we're going to be in position. Um, this thing is way, like I, this morning before I started teaching this, I was singing Lauren Hill's song in my head. It could all be so simple, but we'd rather make it hard. Like I was singing that in my head. This is all so simple, but we'd rather make it hard. And we both end up, she says in that song, she's like, we both, are with, it's, love is, love is, it's become this battle or love is such a battle. And we both end up with scars and love shouldn't be this battle. God never created love to be this battle. Love has become this battle because we're both struggling for power when we shouldn't even be struggling for power. We should just play our positions. If everyone would play their position, it ain't no struggle for power. Ain't no struggling for power. We ain't, we ain't in competition. Even for those of us who have, have uh, I told you yesterday, even for a woman who has ministry in our, even for a woman that's been called to something greater, called to politics, we still shouldn't struggle for power. I have Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, and I haven't finished, I haven't started reading it yet, but there are just some key things that I've been seeing people pull out. We got to remember that this thing is kingdom and looking at the biblical concept of how this is. God created the man to be the leader of the home. You need to acknowledge that and embrace that. God created the man to be the leader of the home. That's what he created him to be. He created him to be. So with this 
It means that the husband is going to be accountable to God for his leadership. The husband, but now, now ladies, let me help you with this. He's accountable to God for his leadership, not you. He's not accountable to you for his leadership. He's accountable to God for his leadership. And so when men fell us in leadership for, for us strong women, we feel like we need to groom and put them back on track. It's not your job to put him on track. It's not your job. It's your only position to what? To pray. It's not your job to put him on track. It's not your job. So submission is voluntarily, it's sacrificial, it's self-giving, and it's patient, and it's also loyal to your husband. Now, I'm going to help you out with something, and I need to say this because I've seen this too many times, and then we're going to switch to the role of the king, and we'll finish that up. Don't be nowhere to out talking about your husband. Don't, don't be anywhere out talking about your husband. I'm going to say this one more time because I need you to grasp this. Don't be out anywhere talking about your husband. Nowhere. Do not dishonor him with your words, even if he is in the wrong. If you got an issue in your marriage and you need some prayer partners, you call them in to pray. But you don't be out anywhere talking about your spouse. I don't care how wrong he is. You don't call him a dog. You don't dog him out in front of your kids. And it's the same for the husband, but you don't bring no, I'm big on this. I operated in this in marriage and I'm going to tell you it was successful. Don't, you're not out anywhere talking about your spouse. You don't give anybody your inside business and information to your house. If you struggling with some, if you struggling with some, because we've been taught that John Elmore, we've been taught that, we've been taught that foolishness. We've been taught to badger men. 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 We've been taught that. that I don't, I don't, we've been taught that that's mess. That's of this world. That's why some of our men are not succeeding now because we put our mouths on them. That is not your job. If he is failing, put your mouth in prayer. Speak life to the situation. Speak life over him. If you've been somewhere where you've been out talking about your spouse, repent. If you've been man bashing, repent. I had to go back and look at some things that I posted because I want to make sure always I'm positive and that I'm not ever downing men ever. The enemy is already assaulting them. Our mouths, the preciousness of who we are can change their world. I'm raising sons. I've watched the power of my words in their life. My sons feel like they can do anything. These two in the house feel like they can do anything because I speak life. There is power of what who we are as a woman to, to change the their life. If you got a husband or a man that's not succeeding and not doing well, man, if you change your words, if you will change your words to him, if you will change your words for him, if you will speak to him passionately, if you will call him king, if you will call up and speak and pray to those dry places, baby, I promise you he will begin to arise. If you will begin to cancel the curses off his life, if you will begin to speak to them dry and barren places, if you will call him producer and harvester and great, baby, you will begin to change his life. If you will speak love to him, if you will honor and esteem him, you will change his life. 
If you will build him up, you will change his life. If you won't talk about where he's lacking or where he's insignificant, you will change his life. If you won't even focus on where he's wrong. If he's, if you won't even focus on where he's wrong. I'm not saying you don't address the issue, but if you will address the issue in prayer, baby, I'm telling you something, you'll change his life. I lived it. I lived it. I watched it. I did it. I watched my husband who felt like he, the Lord gave me biblical instruction on how to love him and what to say and how to encourage him. I watched him with no degree impact the world because I learned to get in position. I'm teaching you out of what I lived. I'm not teaching you out of what I think. I'm teaching you out of what I lived and what I know to be true. If you will get in position, if you will close your mouth, if you will learn to pray, if you will learn to exalt him, if you will build him up, if you, you will increase his capacity. One time we needed an altar, an alternator put in our van. We did not have a lot of money. And so my husband bought the alternator and he was like, I don't know what to do with this. And I said to him, I said, you can put that alternator in. And he looked at me. He said, I don't have a capacity to do this, I said, I believe you can put the alternator in. You just need to get on the internet and get the wisdom for this. This was about 15, 16 years ago. So YouTube and internet, I said, go get the wisdom for it. And he looked at me and he said to me, he said, you can make me do anything. He said, you can make me do anything. He said, you make me feel, you'll have me building a house around here. Like you'll have me building a house around here. You make me feel like I can do anything. So I just encourage you, guess what happened? He put that alternator in. He, he put that alternator in. He put that alternator in without a problem. Put that alternator in. The alternator went in and it lasted until we traded that van in. He put that alternator. He called somebody, somebody helped him and he put that alternator in. So I'm just telling you it works. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you nothing I ain't did. I ain't telling you nothing I haven't practiced. I'm not telling you nothing I haven't put into application. It, it don't even if they want if you come on Tammy even if they won't take it right it if I promise you I promise you take if you take your position and not worry about his position you'll change his position hear what I said I know that was a little tongue time but if you take your position and not worry about his position you'll change his position because you're gonna you're gonna tap into there is a spiritual um connection you have with God when you took covenant with your spouse. So when you get in a position and pray for your spouse, God has heard every prayer. See, we just got to build out of up our faith. Remember, faith doesn't expire. Faith doesn't expire. So even if your husband is out of sorts, and this scripture says the wife can win the husband over. The wife can win the husband over even when he ain't in line. That's in the word. I got to find that scripture, but he can win the woman over. He can win the woman over even when he's in line. If you'll choose not to focus or be drawn into all the other stuff. See, the enemy wants you focusing on his lack and what he's not doing, but, but you can win him over. You can win him over. If you just do your part, if you do the things that you're supposed to do and keep moving and don't keep tabs and don't take count, you can win him over. I promise you I was supposed to get in the king to the king today. So I guess this was part two for the wife. So I'm just telling you this. Change your position about this thing. If you change your position 
about how you see this, about everything everybody told you, how to handle your marriage, how to handle your king, how to handle your relationship. You will begin to win wars against the enemy. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against but against principalities. You're not wrestling against him. You're wrestling against the enemy who's after your marriage. He, you're wrestling against the enemy who's after your marriage. That's what you're wrestling against. That's that's who you fighting against. That's who's trying to keep you. Some some that's there's some other scriptures. First uh Corinthians, let me see what I put in here. First Corinthians 11, 8 and 9. I gave you all that. Proverbs 31, 11 and 12. Proverbs 21, 9. This is part two. Oh, Proverbs 21 and 9. Proverbs 12 and 4. Oh, Jess said it's first Peter 1 and 3. That's the scripture for winning over your spouse. First Peter 1 and 3. Thank, thank you for that, Jess. So this was part two. I'm going to have to go back and retitle this. We'll get into the king tomorrow. We'll get into the king tomorrow. I'm sorry. We're going to get into the king tomorrow. I want y'all to know without a doubt that if you play your position, you'll ch and not worry about his position. He's going to change your position. Let me tell you something about friends, okay? You said, uh, you, Daphne said your friends will use your problems against you. Your friends ain't got no business being in your business unless they praying friends and they're subject to help you take authority and they're going to encourage you to be the best wife ever. If your friends speak against your marriage, unless you're in a very abusive situation in which your friends need to encourage you on how to be safe, I can talk to my friends. I'm very good at being neutral. I'm very good about being neutral. I can talk to my friends about their marriages without taking sides. Why? Because I know I'm only supposed to show them what's in the word. I only know what I'm supposed to show them what's in the word. I know I only show, I, if, if your friends will sit up and let you talk about your spouse, they ain't your friends. Because anybody in the word knows that that, that shouldn't be going down. If you're having a hard one, my friends call me and tell me I'm having this problem. This is what am I going on? Good. Here's what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. You're going to get in position. You're going to pray. You're going to write down all these things that you see that they're lacking and missing. You're going to put that in your book and you're going to call on the name of the Lord and let the Lord deal with this. You're going to, you're going to, you, let me tell you something as a wife, you are his greatest intercessor. If you ain't know that you're in trouble, you are his, not his mama, not his homeboy. You are his greatest intercessor. I have spent nights, even now, I, I'm not even married, and I intercede for my husband that's coming. I'm not even married. I intercede. I pray for him daily. Lord, let him not be wise in his own eyes. Let him be drawn to you. Let only my breath satisfy him. If he's involved with anybody right now that he ain't got no business being involved in, man, then I do right now. I pray for him. Let him be wise in his finances. Let him be a tither. Let him cover this family. Let him love and accept the boys. I pray everything now as if he's already here. So that's a statement of faith for you single women who are believing God for to get married. Start praying for him now. Pray as if he's already in your house. I have a point of contact that I use. I put it in my lap and I pray over him as if he's here now. He's here like he lives in the house. Let him not be wise in his own eyes. Let him have a heart after you. <laughs> Let him be drawn to you. I call it forth like he's lived. Because if I, because, because if I was, he was here, I would lay my hands on him every morning and pray for him. I will, I will pray for him. I will put my hands on my head. I will put my hands on his back. I will speak to him every morning. 
I, I, I would speak to him every morning. Don't for those of y'all married, don't let your husband leave the house without you praying over him. And he needs to hear your voice, not nobody else's. I whether he wants it or not, whether you think if he don't want to receive it, you lay your hands on him before you get up in the morning. That's why Proverbs told us to rise early. Rise early. Yeah, you get up and you speak over your house. You speak over your husband. You speak over your marriage. You call that marriage forth to what you know God is supposed to be. Lay your hands in your husband's back. Before my husband got up in the morning, I would lay my hands in his back and pray over him. You anoint his head with oil. If you get, you're dealing with a situation with your husband right now, you anoint that bed with oil. You anoint that bed with oil. You speak Psalms 91 over the house. You speak peace over your house. You call your house for it. You call your husband for it. You call him great. You call him priest. You call him king. You call him to be leader. You call him into position in his finances. You call him to be provider. You call that in. You call that in. Can I tell you something? Whatever is a seed sown, you're going to manifest in a harvest. It's going to harvest. It's coming back, baby. It just may, I don't, we, it may be looking like it's taking a little bit longer, but it's coming back. Why? Because you've sown that seed and put that seed out there. So you call, you speak into him. I'm talking about, I got a whole list of my husband. I lay my hand. He ain't even here yet. And I'm praying him in like he is. Don't, don't let anybody be, think be in his way. Don't let anything distract him. Don't let him be caught up in sin, Lord God. Let him desire and seek and love you before anything. Because I know if he desires, seeks, and loves you before anything, he's going to love me like Christ loves the church. That's, that, don't stop looking at his lack, his deficit, and what he don't have. Don't, don't Be done with that. Don't do that anymore. Don't, don't do that anymore. Don't look at what he doesn't have and what he's not. Look at what he's going to be and what you want him to become. Here's something I'm going to say to you and we're getting out of here. This is where I always get confused. Can I tell y'all something? If the Lord shows you that someone was your spouse and you took them as your spouse, the Lord's word didn't change. And so we'll come into a rough patch or a hard moment and we'll be like, well, it must not be meant for me to have. And we'll abandon our marriages when the position becomes prey. When we get praying and well and women in place, I promise you we're going to change this world. I promise you we're going to change this world. I promise you we're going to see some stuff take off like never before. Don't you abandon. Don't if you if any of y'all talk against your marriage and your husband repent right now. Just repent. Just just repent. Go on and just you know what? I'm going to repent right now. I'm going to go on and repent for all I said and all I did and how I spoke against my marriage, how I talked about his mama, how I put this negative words. I'm repenting. I'm rescinding those words. <laughs> I'm rescinding those words. I'm rendering them no boy useless brought to no effect. I thank you, Lord. I uproot that negative seed I planted. And from here on out, I'm going to plant words that will only build my husband. Find a list of things. Send them a text every day, ladies. If you marry, send them a text. Baby, I believe. Sometimes it ain't even about saying a whole lot. Even for y'all, those of y'all who have gone through a divorce, you need to repent and uproot those seeds so you don't take that. It, man, I promise you I want to have a whole month of classes. You need to repent and uproot those seeds <laughs> so that you don't take that into your next marriage and your next search, circumstance and situation. Go on and repent. Lord, forgive me. Father, forgive me. That guy, I had no business speaking on him. He irritated me. Yep. He upset me. Yep. But this ain't how I'm supposed to talk to him. This is the king of my house. 
Send him a text every day, whether he responds to it or not. Baby, I love you. Baby, I believe in you. Baby, you such a baller. <laughs> Baby, you so boss. Baby, you so fine. You ain't got to give him all the ones. Just start giving it to him every day. Odell, start saying part three. Give it to him. Baby, I believe. Man, I love the way you look. I love the way you smell. Man, I love, man, I love you. I love the way you leave this house. Babe, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for providing for our household. Come on. Thank you for providing for our household. Thank you for blessing us, babe. Thank you for getting up and going to work for us, even if you go to work. Even if you go to work, babe, thank you for going to work, going to work. Thank you, for, baby. Thank you. Thank you for all you are. Thank you for building our future. Thank you for covering us in prayer. If you start speaking it to him, there's there's something designed. Y'all make my tongues came up. There's something in his design that you will change his world. I promise you, you positive words change everything. You ain't got to spend. I don't, I don't get on my when I get I don't spend a lot of time getting on my sons. I do correct them. But I correct them in love because I know they are men. My Judah told me that he said one day I said something. He said, I'm a man in the making. That's what my little bitty eight-year-old said. He said, Mama, I'm already a man. I just ain't grown up yet. I just ain't grown up yet. He said, I just ain't grown up yet. Yes, Paula, even in a relationship. And actually, we read that in Ephesians. It says, do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. He said, and give thanks for everything to God. He said, let's be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, speaking to, uh, to, to each other kindly. Yeah, Danielle, that's it. The heart, the heart of her husband, trust in her. He will have no lack and gain. She does him good and harm all the days of her life. That's the word. That's what the word says. That's what the word is telling us. That's what the word is telling us to operate. You stop operating in this world system, playing these world games. You better stop doing that. You destroying your marriage. You bringing a world system into it, a kingdom, a kingdom authority. Anytime you bring a world system into a kingdom authority, you taint the system. So every, every one of us that's been acting or has acted less than kingdom, repent for acting less than kingdom in your marriage and declare that kingdom will take the precedent of your marriage. Not yourself, not what you thought, not what mama them told you. You got to look at the people that's been giving you advice that's been married three, four, five times or how toxic their marriage has been. You don't take no toxic advice from anybody that ain't had a successful marriage. Somebody start telling you to make marriage. You ask them, how did that work out for you? Unless they're bringing it to you from a place of saying, this is how I messed up. Somebody start talking to you about marriage. You say to them, how? Did that work out for you? Show me, how did you apply that in your marriage? Because I'm only showing you what's in this word and what I saw work in marriage. And I tell that I ain't, I ain't to my own harm. I wasn't perfect in it. But I'm telling you what I learned through the process and what I learned after the process. Like through the process and what I learned after the death of my husband. And I promise you, I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to be an even better wife because I didn't took my own note. I don't repent it for my own faults. My husband's going to be so spoiled and so loved. People going to be like, do you ever go anywhere else besides with your wife? <laughs> do you ever go anywhere else besides with your wife? Why are you always with your wife? And he's going to be like, no, get out of our business. It's good over here. 
I, I you you got a desire to create an atmosphere like that for your marriage, for your relationship. We should be in such a position that our husbands want to run home to us. We're supposed to be his safety. We're supposed to be his place of rest. It says in the scripture and Proverbs, it says her breast satisfies her. So you got to look at what that means from the breast. That ain't just sex. <laughs> her breast satisfied him. That's nurturing. That's nourishment. You got to look into that deeper. Her breast satisfy him. That means she's providing the environment that he needs. And when you get in position, he'll get in the position and the kingdom will be in position. Well, that's it for today. I guess that was part two. I'm going to have to retitle this as y'all share. Man, isn't God good? Wasn't that word good? Wasn't that word good? I love it. Wasn't that word good? Um, That was like, I love word. That's it. That word. When, when your spouse is in position, that word, man, that word will mean everything. So let's close us out in prayer today. Let's close us out in prayer. Y'all don't forget to share this video. Put it everywhere. Tell, tell We need our sisters strong. We need our families strong. We, we need our families, families strong. We need strong. Our position is prayer, not nagging, contentious. We get to be soft. We get to be vulnerable. We get to be kind. We get to be feminine. We get to cross our little legs and eat our little dinner. I'm telling you, wasn't it good? God is so good. Like, I love the way he's been delivering us, teaching us and grooming us so that we can be the women that we need to be in kingdom. Yeah. yeah, I love him. I love how he deals with us. I'm like, love, Lord, you correct us, but you gentle with us. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. So let's close in prayer today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word today. We thank you for teaching us how to rightly divide the word. And Lord, we're going to repent. We're going to repent for being selfish, for being boastful, for being contentious, for being proud, for being rude, for being ugly, for speaking against our spouses, for speaking against our marriage, for not being lovely, pure, noble, and of good report. Lord, we repent. Lord, and we forgive those that have broken our hearts, that have hurt us. Lord God, that have sinned against us. We just forgive them and release them right now. We release them in the name of Jesus. We release them by faith, Lord God. We And say we serve you notice, you cannot speak to us about that situation. We release them by faith. We forgive and release every broken relationship, every broken marriage, every disappointing moment. Hmm. Some of y'all getting healing in y'all relationships right now. We release them by faith. We release it by faith right now. We release them by faith and we receive forgiveness for what we thought we caused. We receive forgiveness in our life. And we thank you, Father God, for renewing us and restoring us and bringing new relationships. Yeah, yeah, bringing new relationships our way. Some of y'all about to meet your brand new spouse. Some of y'all about to come into your new spouse. Just because of this moment, just because you're releasing by faith. And we receive what you're going to do for us today, oh Lord. We receive what you're going to do for us, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, go before us. Show us how to repair, renew, and restore our relationship. Teach us our love language of our spouses, Lord God. Let us not be wise in our own eyes. Hmm. It's acting upon kingdom in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I love God. I love God. I love God. 
Oh my God, in Jesus name, amen. I promise you. Can I tell you something? Forgiveness doesn't always feel like forgiveness. And so if you make a decision to forgive by faith, every time you see my aunt taught this the other day, every time you see the person, it's going to get easier and easier. You might not feel it at first. You might not feel it at first. You might not feel it at first. But I'm telling you, every time it's going to get softer. Every time it's going to get easier. Every time you're going to be able to. So you receive forgiveness by faith and you release that person from that. And if it feels like it's coming back up, you remind the enemy, I already forgave him. That's an old part of my life. That's an old part of my life. And I'm not going to live in anything less than forgiveness. Forgive it. Forgive your spouse. If your spouse did something to you, I'm not going to walk in anything less than forgiveness. You guys, don't forget to log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. And remember, we are podcasting. Go get the app, anchor.fm, put in Just Being LMJ, and download the podcast so that you can go back and listen through the word out throughout the day. You need a prayer request. We are here for you. That's also on the website. Don't forget to sow and give into the ministry with 501c3 organization, right? So 501c3 organization. I know, Miss Sandra, I want to talk to you. I really want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Um, we're a 513C organization. You can find that information on the website as well. And then you know what I'm about to say. Go be loved today. Go be loved today. Not loved. Sometimes some of y'all type loved. Not go be loved. You go give the love. You go give. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.